We are Sugar by Half, a not-for-profit, independent organization led by a team of health experts and business professionals who also happen to be concerned parents. We are passionate about a future for Australia where people live healthier lives through the reduction of sugar-related diseases. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the Sugar by Half podcast. I'm your host, Danny Bellato, a certified nutrition, health and run coach and physical education teacher. Today we are joined by Olivia Kaplan. Olivia is a nutritionist, foodie, content creator and presenter with a keen eye for all the most up-to-date trends in health and wellness. She has regular roles as an on-screen talent for brands including Bondi Harvest and Zova, as well as being featured in multiple online and print publications including I Quit Sugar and Women's Day. Located on the shores of Bondi Beach, she is a living example of how good nutrition is an integral part of our overall health. Her recipes focus on mood boosting and blood sugar balancing goodness, and she believes eating well should be an easy and effortless, not stressful. Olivia, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Daniel. I'm excited, always excited to talk about sugar and health. (laughs) Fantastic. Can you start by telling us about your journey? Yeah, sure. So I've always been really interested in my health. I grew up in quite a healthy family, but just naturally from a young age, um, I sort of look back now and I think I don't even know how I discovered some of those things, but I've always really seen the benefit of lifestyle on every aspect of life. So it's definitely just been ingrained in me. So naturally I went to study nutrition at uni because food was just such a big part of my life. And so was health. Um, and loved it because I got to learn about really what interested me at university and then you know throughout my life anytime something was wrong I'd always turn to food first because that's what I was interested in I saw the power of it and it's also such an easy thing to change like I always say to people there's no downside to eating well it can only ever do you good so you know that's been always every time something goes wrong not that there's been a lot that goes wrong I always sort of look into food and how that relates to what's going on. So throughout my journey, that's led me to discover so many things, of course, that food affects, you know, beyond just weight, which I think is what most people run to when they think of diet and nutrition. It's just everyone thinks of weight. But I discovered all sorts of connections like mood, mental health, gut health, hormonal health, and just general life. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, I've been through my own journey and lots of discoveries when I've changed things up and done the wrong things and done my own research and I'm always on a journey, but I'm sort of really happy at the point that I've come to and that's where I focus on with my clients as a nutritionist. Um, it's really, you know, insulin and blood sugar is really my thing because that's made the biggest difference in what I, in anything that I had that was going on. So that's really where I focus on because it's it's also so easy to change and it's, a little bit of a newer approach I find to what the traditional healthy diet was. Um, so it's really, you know, interesting to see that people still have that mentality. Um, you know, and I definitely fell into that as well. And it just wasn't the best thing for my body for multiple reasons, which we can get into. So, yeah. And then, you know, a big part of my practice has been focusing on the mindset side as well and um, behavior, because I always say that you can't just look at just the food on the plate It's important, of course, but there is so much more that goes into what we choose to eat. So, 
with my clients, like it's my definition of success is them actually following through and being able to incorporate it into their lifestyle, no matter what that looks like. I really don't think you need, you know, you don't need anything. You can always incorporate healthy living practices, but it's about tailoring it to your lifestyle, your individual and working on those behavior techniques so that they actually change. And it's not just like stressful and forceful and they have to force themselves to eat well where it just comes naturally and then you get all the positives naturally so that's a brief introduction of my journey excellent thank you i just love love how you said there no downside to eating well which is so true and thank you for sharing all that um you know you mentioned things about insulin sugar um and how they can make a a massive change yeah having the mindset and behavior i love how you said as well just um your approach is, you know, for people to be successful is to put into their everyday lives. And I know people can't see um, what you ask at the moment, but I love the quotation marks around the traditional diet and it's so true yeah. and what, what you have to change. Um, you love being in the kitchen and you have made it your mission to bring love and positivity back into food. What is it about being in the kitchen that you treasure? I mean, we need to eat every day to survive. So, you know, it's the one thing amongst a few other things that we just can't outsource. Like no matter who you are, you need to eat. So why not make it a beautiful experience? Um, And I think, you know, cooking and being in the kitchen really connects you to the food and the source of food. And this is one way that you can change behavior because it changes your relationship to the food. It's very different to buying a takeaway or buying, you know, a processed ingredients. Like you feel so much more connected to where that food came from which naturally makes it healthier for you so that's sort of where I sit and it just you know nutrition which is my world and health and nutrition I just found that it could be quite negative you know a lot of the things was about a lot of the education was about this is bad this is bad this will kill you this causes this problem and this problem and it created this really negative energy around food which I really saw when people came to see me because they were sometimes afraid of food or it stressed them out because they wanted to eat well, but they didn't know what to eat. And there was just so much negativity. And, you know, I think that when you sit down to eat, if you're stressed about, are you eating the right thing? Is this bad? Is this bad? Is this good? Or whatever. It, that creates a bad uh, eating and meal experience. So that's sort of why I decided I was like, I just want people to feel good about food, no matter who you are. I think it should be a positive experience. And especially for people that are interested in their health, Um, you know and so getting into the kitchen I always encourage people to do because that's part of making that connection and creating that positive aspect around food and that just infiltrates for the rest of your life especially if you've got kids and stuff like they really take that on when they see their parents cooking and they understand where food comes from so it's just a beautiful flow on effect. Yeah there are a lot of mixed messages regarding food and like you said there you know this is bad and this is bad and yeah it's hard to uh, know what to believe and and what we're doing. And like he said, is our just with the kids and you know, trying to get them in the kitchen and create that positive experience. Just before we started recording this, this was uh, my son Anthony's helping me make uh, the low carb bread, and you know, we spilled the almond meal everywhere. But it's all right. It's about the process <laughs> and getting him, as you said, you know, getting him in those habits and focusing yeah. on that mood boosting. So thank you for sharing that. Your recipes focus on mood boosting and blood sugar balance and goodness. Can you explore this a little further for us? Yeah, so most of what I do is kind of related around blood sugar and insulin um, for a few reasons. Number one is that um, selfishly that's been my journey. So um, those are the foods that I like to eat 
And that really affects everything, like your weight, of course. It affects your addiction, like if you're addicted to sugar, your mood, your skin, your gut. Um, insulin just has an effect on all of those things. So that's certainly how I sort of determine if something is healthy or not, is that balance of those macronutrients. Um, not the only way to determine some, if something's healthy, but that's sort of where I focus on is just reducing the sugar and upping those other more satisfying ingredients that don't have that much of an effect on insulin, like protein, fat, fiber. Um, yeah, because that was my, you know, I was always in my, in my life, I was eating really well or like what we thought was well at the time. But um, I found that I was struggling with a few things. Like I found it quite hard to maintain my weight. I felt like I needed to eat less and less and less, which obviously affected my mood. And then I went to have some tests done. They told me that I was sort of border on insulin resistance and I had never really heard of it before. And also in my head, that was just something that, you know, people with type two diabetes have. I never, cause I was like young and active. I was like, no, what that's, I don't need to worry about insulin. That's for people with diabetes. And, uh, you know, but that's really where my journey started and looking into that. So, you know, and I guess I've seen the biggest benefit from, it's just that one change was learning about insulin and what foods affect it. And then basically manipulating your, your blood glucose and insulin levels through food and that's made the biggest change out of any diet change that I've made, which has, you know, been gluten-free or vegetarian or any of those changes. Simply just the insulin one has made, had the biggest effect. So you mentioned their insulin resistance and like you said as well, you know, you thought you're young, you didn't have to worry about it. And, you know, finding out that you potentially were uh, insulin resistant. Mm. You sort of have answered this question, but, you know, why do you follow a low sugar, low carbohydrate? lifestyle and can you maybe just explore insulin and you know what it does to the body and then what the benefits are for being off it yeah so my number one most of the time is mood and mental health um because i just think that if you can sort that out the other stuff comes really easy my number one is because i'm happier my energy i like bursting with energy and it's more stable throughout the day and less sort of depressive episodes or anxiety and things that's the number one reason why I follow that lifestyle, which makes it really easy to follow because my motivation is really to wake up happy. Um, and that was, yeah, again, what I sort of researched and discovered about insulin resistance is that imbalanced blood sugar or blood sugar that's like on a roller coaster that is associated with symptoms of depression. So, you know, that's one thing where you can tie in the mental health conditions with some physiological uh, markers, which is insulin. So that's my number one. My second one that I follow that lifestyle is it, I can maintain my weight so easily without trying. Um, and that is something that's I know for a lot of women is really, really hard. Like, you know, you can, if you're following the wrong diet, you know, and all that sort of information on calories in and calories out, that's just can drive you nuts because I see a lot of women and they're like, I don't eat that many calories. Like I get that it's, you have to exercise more and eat less and it just, they don't see the benefit. And so it's, that's such a hard way to live where you're constantly yo-yoing because you're just eating a diet that, you know, makes, it does make it hard to maintain, maintain your weight. And so that's, it's really freeing to be able to just eat in a way all the time where your weight stays at a, a level that you like without having to try. And on that it also is the freedom. I find, you know, you say low sugar, low carbohydrate, and a lot of people go, Ugh! like it seems restrictive. But for me, it's the most freeing diet because 
it doesn't matter what you can always find options you can eat the most delicious satisfying food that it's the furthest thing from restrictive in my eyes and that's what makes it a lifestyle and not a diet Thank you very much. So just with that, you know, like he said, motivation is for you to wake up happy. Like that's mm. fantastic. Um, you know, he said, yeah, maintaining weight with the yo-yo dieting. I think the stat is that 95% of uh, diets don't work and people put on more weight than what they yeah. um, lost. And I agree here when you said eat freely as well. I think that's probably the key thing. And, you know, I know when I went low carb at the start, I was just like, oh, my God, what are you going to eat exactly? Can't eat, can't eat A, B, and C, uh, but yeah, it is a lifestyle. It's very easy, and especially with the maintaining weight. Totally agree with you there. I mean, yeah, just on a personal level, um, I can, I'm a runner, runs around between 100 and 120k a week. Um, and as soon as I switched to low carb, it was so easy to stay at my racing weight, like it wasn't fluctuating at all. And um, you know, so yeah, some excellent things. And you know, as you mentioned about the mood and mental health, it's the key, key things that you mentioned. So. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Uh, you quote, eating well is the most basic form of self-care. Are you able to explore this theory? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favourite um, topics. Um, I sort of developed that because I found I was seeing a lot of people that found it really hard to prioritise their own health because they saw it as selfish. Um, so I really worked on changing those beliefs that it's the most selfless thing you can do because you know, you can't, if you're unhappy, you're unhappy in yourself, your mood is low, your energy is low, you're, you're just not your best self. And whoever it is that you want to be there for your kids, your parents, your siblings, your friends, or, or just yourself, you know, I think you can't properly be there for people if you aren't operating at a really like nice level of health. So that's why I think eating well is such a great, I mean, that's where self-care comes in, you know, self be massages and taking time off and all those things which you know not a lot of people have the time to do but we all eat every day um I absolutely don't believe that you need to have a lot of money or a lot of time to eat well and I hope that's what I can teach people on so that's why I say it's the most basic form of self-care I'm like you're eating whatever three times a day anyway you may as well like add that in you'll feel so much better you don't need to go and get massages and take a month off work and go on holidays so, yeah, so that's that's where that comes from is that self-care and being um, – it's selfless to eat well, not selfish. I never thought of it that way. And, you know, <laughs> people talk about um, self-care is going to get a massage and you're spot on, isn't it? Like we, we have to eat. Um, you know, we do eat every day and what an easy way just to look after mm. ourselves. So, yeah, yeah, great point that you make there. Um, yeah, people listening to the benefits that you just mentioned may want to get started on this low-carb journey. What programs do you offer for people and how do you help them be successful in their health journey? Yeah, so I've got a few. I mean, first of all, there's lots of all the recipes on my website, all low carb and fit into sort of my sugar um, guidelines, which are quite strict. But, you know, you if you go onto my website and see all the desserts on there, which, you know, I use specific sweeteners that don't have an effect on blood glucose, you'll see that you definitely don't need to miss out on dessert. And my savory recipes are so easy. I don't spend hours in the kitchen, um, even though I love it. So, you know, go on there, have a browse around. And then I've got my low carb starter kit, which is really just starting at zero. What do I do? I've got pantry makeovers in there, basic recipes, um, what to look out for. And importantly in there, I've got my eating out guide, which really helps a lot of people because 
it just tells you what to look out for in a menu. Um, you know, sometimes when you know a lot about food, you can easily see what's low carb and what isn't, but that will just take you through everything. And that gives you that freedom, which is, you know, okay, I can go out, I can live my life. I don't need to be bound to a specific diet or bound to the kitchen. So that's my low carb starter kit. And then I've got my signature program, which is called the Sweetness Beyond Sugar. And that's really, that is all the behavioral techniques that I take my personal clients through um, so they can actually change and get off the sugar addiction because sugar is addictive. It just is <laughs> um, for many reasons. And that was one of the biggest things that I saw was preventing people from actually eating well. You know, it's not their fault. It's addictive. So if you're addicted to sugar, you aren't going to be able to eat well. So that's why I put all that in. It's a combination of specific diet, which allows you to not crave it, and then behavioral change techniques. And that's sort of a four-week program that I take people through, which um, I love because I, that's what I, you know, is the lifelong change. Because once you, you know, your willpower lasts a certain amount of time, you can be like, okay, I'm going to eat well and not eat sugar, which is great maybe for a week or two. But I always say the best way to not eat sugar is to not crave it in the first place. A lot of people talk about managing cravings, like, but I'm like, that's really hard to manage cravings. <laughs> um, you know, when I know how addictive sugar is, like, it's basically like a drug. So my goal is to have people not crave it in the first place. And I definitely think that can be achieved. So that those are my two main offerings. And yeah. Thank you. So what's that quote? Your best way to not crave sugar is... Uh, is well, the best way to not to say no to sugar is to not crave it in the first place. Like if you don't want it, then you don't need, you don't have any craving to have to try and willpower your way against. Like you just don't want it in the first place. And that's my, that's my favorite thing when people come back to me and they're like, you know what? I, my, you know, partner or whatever brought home ice cream and Tim Tams and I actually just had no desire to eat them because that is just, that lasts forever. You know, it's, it's much easier um, to live a healthy lifestyle when you, when you're like that, as opposed to like, I really want that, but I can't have it. You know, it's a totally different thing. Excellent. Within your programs, you know, you often talk about the impact of sugar, insulin and gut health. You have touched on insulin. Um, what do you focus on these three topics? Um, again, selfishly, those have been what have made the biggest difference for me. Um, and because mood is such a big part of what I do, you know, that's why, you know, because the gut brain connection that really affects um, your mental health, the state of your gut. So that is where I sit insulin, because um, what I said before, like it's such an easy way to um, it's such an easy way to eat. Once you actually understand that um, connection between carbohydrates and insulin and what is going to raise your insulin and what isn't. And then the sugar, because it's addictive. Um, so that's just because it's a, such a big roadblock to success for people in terms of eating well. And it's, you know, it's not, I always say like, if it were easy just to not eat sugar, everyone would do it. But there's a reason why it's such a hard thing to get on top of. So, but once you are on top of it, it's for life. So that's why those, those three are my favorite topics. Thank you. And you mentioned before about the website and has plenty of recipes on there and I've had a look and I made a few and they're all delicious so far, the ones I've tried. Um, can you share one favourite recipe for breakfast, lunch and dinner that is one of your personal favourites? Oh, my God, it's so hard to pick. Well, breakfast, I actually fast. So my breakfast is either coffee or a bulletproof coffee. Um, I like to add some lion's mane, which is a medicinal mushroom, which is good for the brain. So that's sort of my breakfast. My my other two meals are kind of the same. What are my favorite recipes? I'm loving 
curries at the moment. So I've been doing like a paneer and silver beet curry. Paneer is like a cheese. That's, you know, because it's cold in Sydney at the moment. And lunches, I love roasted cauliflower, like roasted cauliflower with pesto. I started growing my own herbs. So I've got a bunch of um, pesto recipes made with hemp seeds on my site. So yeah, <laughs> those are the faves. Excellent. And can you maybe just explore the fasting and why you fast and what are some of the benefits to fasting? And do you do that every day? Um, not every day. I sort of, I'm a bit more intuitive. Like I, I like, I sort of, I always say there's freedom in routine. So you kind of have this routine and rules, but you have to have freedom within that. Um, and the fasting, yeah, again, it's coming back to the insulin. So it's just an extended period of the day where I don't have any effect on my insulin. And I find for digestion, me personally, it works really well. I don't feel good if I sort of load my digestive system in the morning. Um, it just feels much better. I like, can much more tolerate things later in the day. So, yeah, I think that's, that's it. And then I think in the morning I sort of started fasting because I was working in an office full time and I didn't have time in the morning. I always, you know, tell people to sit down and enjoy their food and not eat on the run or shove food down their face because you can't digest it properly or like while you're walking or on the bus or whatever. So I started fasting purely because I didn't have time to eat. Um, I was like, I don't have time to sit down and have a, like nice scrambled eggs or anything. So I just wait till lunch when I do. So that, that's my, my fast. I just, I feel better as well. So I sort of know that I feel better when I break my fast at 12. Perfect. So 12 o'clock. So roughly how many hours are you fasting doing 16, 18, 20, or what's it look like for you? Um, I think it's from about ideally from, I stop eating it. I don't eat anything after 8 PM and then don't eat anything before 12. So what is that? <laughs> 16 hours, yeah. 16. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Well, I have another great quote for you then, freedom and routine and a great concept that is as well, <laughs> you know, just being able to not have to stick with everything all the time and there are, you know, a bit of times when things aren't going to go to plan and we're allowed to, allowed to deviate from there. Um, where can people find information and follow your work? Yeah, so my website is livekaplan.com. Kaplan is K-A-P-L-A-N. Um, and my Instagram is live.kaplan. So that's sort of where I'm most active and you can find all of my plans and programs. I've got a few free meal plans, got plenty of free recipes on my website and my email list, which you can get on my website. That's sort of where I send out you know, that's what I consider my sort of like weekly motivation with people just to give them like keep them on the track. So I like to send out um, sort of notes to help people just, you know, because that's, you know, one thing that does doesn't last really is motivation. But if you, you know, I always like to feel like people have, I'm in their corner. So that's, yeah, my newsletter, my Instagram and my website. Perfect. And I'll put all them up in the show notes later on so people can access um, and our final question, if you could only offer one piece of advice for our listeners to lead healthier lives, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, great question. I think, I guess it's more in general in life, but um, I always like to say that everything you want in life is right there waiting for you. You just need to reach out and grab it. You just need to reach out and grab it. Yeah, I just, I think it's empowering because you know, it puts the power in your hand that you are in control and one small decision today, you know, that can make a big difference and it just allows you to make another big decision, another, you know, change and you're totally in control. And if you want 
a particular healthy lifestyle or type of life, I think you can achieve that. Excellent advice. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for sharing your journey and all your information today. And I'll put all those uh, links up for people to follow you and definitely check out Olivia's website. There are some excellent and delicious recipes on there and plenty of information for you to download. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you do have uh, books available to purchase for recipe books. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So you maybe just share what they're like as well. Yeah. So the one is desserts um, for anyone who's missing decadent desserts. So they're all sugar-free and keto-friendly because um, those sweeteners can be quite hard to use. They're obviously not like regular sugar. So, But I've spent a lot of time trying in the kitchen to make delicious desserts and you can do it. So that's my one. My other one is called Made and that is really a bowl formula. So it's a low-carb bowl formula. And I created it because I think a lot of people think that all you have to do is eat salads. And I, you know, don't think you need to do that. You can eat these delicious meals. They're not sandwiches. They're not salads, but they're just abundant bowls of um, sort of plant-based, you know, lots of greens and then healthy proteins. But that's sort of teaching you the formula, which you can apply to any meal when you're out, when you're making food at home and all my favorite recipes, all my pestos and my favorite way to cook kale and those things. That's my other one. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Olivia, thank you so much. And hopefully things go well in the lockdown in Sydney and <laughs> life gets back to normal for you guys up there. But yeah, we really appreciate your time today. And thank you so much for sharing all your insights. Thank you so much for having me, Daniel. It's great to chat. No problem. Thank you.